listening to. Okay, is this awkward? Okay, welcome to our episode. Uh, I'm Jax. I'm Ash. And today we have a lovely guest. Um, she comes across as Theratrix. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself as well? Yes, I am Theratrix. I am a London-based dominant and, um, well, dominatrix. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a first for us because this is the first time we've got a you know, guest on our episode. So looking forward to this, actually. Well, I'm honoured. I'm honoured to be your first guest. Fantastic. So, Jax, do you want to, do you want to take over? Who's okay, going, so who's going last... to go first? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, our last episode was about kinks. So what's your right. idea about kinks, actually? Uh, well, this is the thing. Kink, kinks can be literally anything, and sure, yeah. with the with the with the era of the internet, if your fetish is to be covered in applesauce while being spanked by six, um, let's say, princess layers, I am sure you could find someone who would do that for you. And that is that is the marvelous thing about the internet. But also, a kink can be anything. Yeah. So me and Asha, and it can be sexual and it can be non-sexual as well. This is the interesting. That's literally what I was just going to come up to because we were actually arguing about this. Yeah. So see, I I I don't know. I just feel like obviously kinks because what according to what the dictionary definition says and what I have experienced or heard about, Mm -hmm. it's always been sexual related because kink essentially something that arouses you so Jax on the other hand was like no it doesn't have to be sexual but in my head I'm like if something's arousing you surely that's sexual well I suppose it, it, it really goes around your definition of what arousal is okay okay so my definition of arousal is very different I suppose to a lot of other people's and that I feel you can be aroused um, orally. You can be, as in through your ears, by music. Mm-hmm. You can be aroused sexually. You can be aroused um, by the touch or smell or feel of something. Mm-hmm. And it's sensation. That's the thing. It's sensation. And that sensation doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual thing. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be kinks okay. when they are specified as kinks, like, oh, I'm into this. It is usually described as a sexual thing. But a kink doesn't have to be, you see, because as far okay. as I'm concerned, having vanilla sex is kinky because mm-hmm. I don't do vanilla sex. I don't do like missionary that to me is the kinkiest fucking thing in the world. Sorry, I don't know if you're going to ask that. I'm, I'm going to swear Go anyway. <laughs> See, to me, missionary position is one of the kinkiest things ever because I don't do it. <laughs> it's just okay, like, it's because it's something um, unusual to you. Because yeah. it's something, so, but a lot of people, I think, would be absolutely like, what the fuck? To hear that. Um, a little, so, me a little bit <laughs> yeah so you know I mean because um, I, um, I I plan my yeah. scenes and my sessions um, mm-hmm. I, I I need BDSM to be aroused okay mm. that is it is my thing but it is also non-arousal for me as well BDSM doesn't have to be arousing yeah, it could just be something you want to explore and see what different it, things are. It right? can be, and, and, and explore and see what different things are about. But also, for a lot of people, they actually find that, um, especially the corporal punishment. Um, mm-hmm. So, if there's a if there's a very precise process that's um, going over, um, for instance, they feel like they need to be punished for, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, yeah. then you know give them a caning they won't like it necessarily but it gives them a release and it's about the release and the satisfaction rather than necessarily the sexual okay yeah well she's done a better job at explaining it to me than you have wow i do try okay (laughs) 
I, I, honest, I, think I, I learned most stuff from sense. her, to be honest. She has taught me a lot from the actual kinks element and the stuff that she actually has in her experience as well. Okay. So talking about your experience, Theratrix, mm-hmm. so you've worked in the past as a dominatrix, right? I have indeed, yes. So how did you come about it and, like, what made you start that? <laughs> Um, well, the how did I start is just it's just one of those things. Um, I was at a club and someone basically approached me and said, "You're amazing. I'd love to pay you to do X to me." And I'm like, "All right then," because <laughs> I've okay. been doing it. I was like, "All right." I was, I was like 19, and um, um, but I was savvy enough to have um, a friend with me who knew where I was and a driver escort me to his hotel room. And all I did on that, on my very, very first occasion was tie him down, spread eagles and beat him. While telling him what a dirty, filthy, naughty little boy he was. Oh, okay. okay. That was his thing, and it was—it's very tame by some by by some standards, but that was my first um, professional thing. So yeah, um, as a dominatrix, um, typically, I mean, and this is this is not across the board, but yeah. you will find people who will say they are a dominatrix. They will not. I mean. <laughs> It does depend on the person. I'm not saying all dominatrices um, yeah. do do this. I'm not saying all dominatrices don't. But in my experience, if you are referring to yourself as a dominatrix, we don't do sex. Okay, yeah. Okay. Sex does not happen. There is no way I am letting a submissive touch me anywhere above my knee and anywhere mm. below my neck. Because... Okay. That okay. would be against my protocols. I, I, I act from a very, very high protocol. I, I demand that they are kneeling um, when I enter the room before we sit down. So that's and always previously discussed with that's them. That's previously discussed. Um, okay. And I make sure they are comfortable with that. I like, I like my, I like my services to be kneeling when I enter the room before we sit down and we have a formal chat about what yeah. we're going to do. Um, which, um, but the the basics in our in our call and booking will have already been um, mm-hmm. discussed. But then, um, so for me, an hour session is actually two hours. Okay. So it's so like a minimum spend, that you say. Yes, my 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 sessions are a minimum of two hours because I need an hour to talk mm-hmm. to you first to ensure okay. that you understand what you want. I understand what you want and that I'm going to give you the best, excuse me, um, experience that I can possibly give you. And yeah, that's always best as well, so that you're both enjoying what you're doing. Also, but then we're also setting up, we're also setting up code words. We're also talking about safe words. We're also setting up like, I mean, I'm very, very strict. I use um, red, yellow, blue, green. So the traffic so light the system. Blue, yeah. So a traffic light system with an addition of blue. With so a different, blue, yeah. Yeah, so blue is, I need 30 seconds timeout. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like a pause button. It's like a pause button. and it's, it's 30 seconds. And at that point, all play stops. Um, we can just, I'll, I'll come around. I'll like, is there something you need to talk about? And it's that 30 seconds. If it needs to be extended then we will talk, then we'll extend it You can further. extend it, yeah. So, so, you know, it's all about communication. And during sessions, I'll be like, where are you? As I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And yeah. the answer will be yellow, green, red or blue. Yeah, okay. Red huh. is when I'm getting to a point where I can't stand this and I'm safe wording. Yeah. So I I want to avoid getting into red as much as possible. And I've only ever gone into red a couple of times. I will say (laughs) that. That's a good Um, thing. Yes, I would say that's a fairly good thing. Um, But, you know, that is is how I prefer to work my way. That is my way of doing things. 
I'm not saying all dominants do it that way. I'm not saying all dominatrices do it this way. This is my way. Yeah, and that's fair, yeah. I am so baffled. Like, I've already learned so much and we're just into what, like, five minutes of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if, I've, if I've given anyone some knowledge, you know, that makes me happy. So I, I love the, the addition of the blue there. Like, I think that's actually really cool. And I personally might implement it at some point in my life. So I yeah. think it's I, I personally think it's a really integral part that is actually missed out. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people do use it. It is becoming more common. Um, but for me, it has always been an integral part because it has always seemed to me from when I started learning, well, traffic light system is is fairly basic and we all know safe work yeah. stops everything. Yeah. But what if there's yeah. a pause button? What about a timeout? Well, yeah. there's nothing yeah. there that's a timeout, is there? Um, so let's invent code blue. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah that. that's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> so you know how you earlier on said that, obviously for you, um, there is no um, sex involved in any way. Mm-hmm. but that's that's obviously specific to you but when I was obviously yeah so when I was and I'm, I'm sure other people might have this misconception as well but from what you're saying to me there seems to be a difference between say a dominatrix and an escort but Absolutely. essentially they sound the same if, if that makes sense essentially you could say that but I would I personally I mean mm-hmm. if I mean is BDSM sexual Okay. Yes, it can be. Yes, it comes under the... So yeah. it comes under a sexual flag. So yeah, okay. therefore, um, technically, it is sex work. Even right. if I'm not actually having sex with them. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not, because they, they didn't touch me. I mean, no. the, the, the maximum contact I will have with somebody's genitalia is if I am punishing it. Yeah. Okay. If it's locked up, for instance, so um, I will share an experience with um, somebody who um, she she likes to have her labia spanked. Oh, okay. So um, I would hold her labia in a very very particular position and use the tips of my fingers to get the right level for her mm-hmm. and that's how she would orgasm okay is it like but, a certain but, pressure that but, you're putting? yes it's a set but it's um it's but she likes the spanking but at no point did i touch her clitoris or enter her vagina ah uh, okay, 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 okay that's interesting so, so i'm so i'm literally just slapping the outside of her labor but that was only because she'd been a very good girl and had done <laughs> everything that she was told and she had performed like a very, very good girl and she was allowed to come. Now, I will quite often tell clients, if you must come, you can come on my boot and then you will lick it off. Okay. You'll clean it off with your okay. tongue. Oh. Um, and, but I will never touch them sexually. Okay. In okay. that way. Okay. Does that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, the physical punishment of genitalia mm-hmm. is done very, very carefully with very with a with a huge amount of medical knowledge um, and a huge amount of training. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that, and there are very, very specific techniques that you should be using um, when sure. doing um, punishment of the genitalia. So it should be done gently. It should be done in certain ways. So, yeah. And then with better knowledge, then you can increase, I'm guessing, right? I can increase your knowledge if you would like me to, but it would probably (laughs) take up all of your session. (laughs) I was going to say that. I was like, um, surely everything that you are doing has come with a lot of practice and a lot of, um, you know, learning, reading, experimenting. But if somebody's like getting into it, Mm-hmm. what would be like your biggest like okay make sure you please don't do this or please definitely do this kind of thing okay so the absolute these are the absolute tenets of of bdsm safe words are essential mm-hmm. i don't care if you have been together for 10 minutes or 10 years safe Just words are yeah. essential 
They are a no, there is no compromise on this. Sure, if, yeah. if a submissive is bound and gagged, for example, yeah. and mm -hmm. they are unable to make sounds, instead we use a system whereby a ball is placed in their hand. If yeah. they want out, the ball is dropped. That makes okay. sense, yeah. That's actually, yeah, okay, that's pretty cool, actually. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I like the idea. That is a really so, good idea. You know, but again, that kind of intimacy mm -hmm. comes with learning about someone and talking yeah. to them and actually and learning what their limits well. are. But it's not, it, it's exactly that. It's about making them feel comfortable. But you've also got to remember, and this is what so many dom dominants forget, the submissive is the one who is in control. Okay, yeah. I can okay. see, yeah. I, okay, I okay, see okay. so that surprises you. Because yeah. submissive I get that, says considering, when yeah. The submissive has, says a word and it stops. Okay, yeah, okay. The, the second they say red, I'm guessing, yeah. Hold, submissive holds control. That does make sense. Yeah. Huh. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, that's the problem we now have yeah. in the BDSM community, where we have books like Fifty Shades of Shite, as I refer to. <laughs> <laughs> um, because as I, as I have exposed, as I have um, examined on frequent occasions, Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so for the people who don't know, Fifty Shades of Shite or Fifty Shades of Grey, as it is more mm -hmm. commonly known, um, <laughs> is is actually fan fiction from Twilight. It was originally based on fan yeah. fiction from Twilight, yeah. and my view is that Twilight is incredibly abusive. Oh my god, how abusive <laughs> is that book? It is the, uh, it yeah. is one of the most it is one of the most abusive um teen romances that has unfortunately transmuted into 50 shades of gray mm -hmm. and now there are so many people on the same on the scene looking for their very own christian gray <laughs> i hate it and i say it in that tone but, uh, not to sound derogatory but because yeah. they are leaping into things with no experience with an expectation, and yeah. with an expectation no experience but mm -hmm. also not being aware that there are a lot of predators out there yes that's very true yeah. and there are a lot of people who will say i can do xyz i've been doing this for this long and to be honest if someone says to me i've been doing this for 20 years and like and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what? So what? That. You can yeah. you can be into something for twenty years, but it doesn't mean you've actually evolved and learned anything during that time. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. It doesn't mean you've actually worked on your skills. It means mm. nothing. Mm. I would far rather hear from your ex partners as to how you. <laughs> Which is why I mean I mean there was a fabulous app called No Grade that was being set up but um it hasn't had the funding it hasn't had the exposure it needed and they are rethinking um the the way to go um i thought it was brilliant um it allowed you to set scenes it allowed you to show what you liked it allowed you to um wow, okay set, set contracts basically up um, have an agreed place of meeting, set a person up mm -hmm. to contact if you had it was pardon me, fantastic, but yeah, not enough people. It was it was brilliant. For the short time it was available, I thought it was an invaluable resource. I really yeah, did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's um it appears to um have taken a hiatus as they decide what to do. I think that the timing of um the the SARS-CoV-2 <laughs> um, thing has um, has put the lambast on that quite significantly. Okay. Huh. So, like, when so, you're setting yes, a scene, I like, was either, I, yes. Anyway, so when I'm setting a scene, we're saying, go on. Yeah. So when you're setting a scene, like, what is normally discussed beforehand? Like, it, like from there could be certain 
acts that you want to do or it could just be the mindset that you want beforehand so what... do you want this from a partners with my partners um point of views or do you want this purely as my dominatrix um sex worker point of view well <laughs> could you give both yeah i was just gonna say could you give both well i can do both but they are both very very different um okay, so um with my partners obviously i know them Mm-hmm. so I already have established things in place with them okay. so we don't necessarily need to discuss things in great detail beforehand mm-hmm. I will just say oh, I feel like I'm going to do this to you and they're like okay <laughs> and then, then it happens and whatever happens, happens. And with my partners, of course I have sex with them because it is, um, for them, a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And they are my partners. I just don't have sex with people I don't want to have sex with. And that yeah. is actually all of my clients. I don't want to have sex with them. Simple as that. Um, <laughs> um, and with my clients, as a dominatrix who come and pay me, um, yeah sure they'll they can have relief in some sort in some way they can use a variety of toys to wank off over my boots if that is what they would like mm-hmm. um if they spontaneously orgasm during um spanking or um a particular sex act that's fine too or unless i've given unless i haven't given permission for them to come in which case I will beat the living shit out of them as a punishment, which will also be part of the um, contracts. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. do what I tell you. And for, and for some people, breaking the rules is the fun part. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, Some yeah. people being told, now, I'm going to leave you there with two biscuits. Walk out the room. They eat the biscuits. Like, where are those biscuits? Yeah. And then, you know, it get I'm actually describing a scene from a couple of <laughs> <laughs> So, so this guy, um, naughty schoolboy. Um, this was a very naughty schoolboy type thing. He wanted okay. um OTK, so over the knee. Yeah. Um we, we had a um I, I know him, so we didn't need to have a very long conversation. We mm-hmm. just went over everything, my expectations of him. Um, I wanted to make sure that he had no other injuries or conditions Mm -hmm. um, since he'd last seen me because he hadn't seen me for a year or so, Uh, mainly because I haven't been around. Um, (laughs) And um, and, yeah, so put two biscuits on the plate. I walk out of the room and say, now, if those biscuits are not on that plate when I come back, there will be serious trouble. Is that clear? And they when say when one was missing, I'm guessing. Oh, both were missing. Both oh were wow, missing. okay. <laughs> of course, both were missing. Like, where are my biscuits? Okay. And depending on the person, because there are several people who are like this, and so I'm going to keep mm-hmm. it very non-specific to mm-hmm. keep yeah. from identifying people. Yeah. Depending on the person, they'll either go, it was me, or they go, they flew away. Like, <laughs> no, but that, because that's because they're going into um, yeah. kind of like um, role. It's like a role play for yeah. them. Like they're yeah. wanting to... Um, um, some some people do age play and they want to regress and be spanked mm. it's a release for them it's a release yeah. that is it's um, feeling a freedom psychologically of psychologically it is a release mm-hmm. okay. um and you know sexual sexual emotions and sexual desires are formed at a really early age mm-hmm. And there is a very, very good reason why there is a significant demographic of, Mm -hmm. um, I will say, English people in their 40s to 60s who enjoy being given the slipper or over the knee spanking. Hmm. So... That has stemmed from childhood 
mm-hmm. um, experiences that have formed, for instance. Okay. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's always very interesting. Um, sometimes people want to try something out that's just different. Some people just want, they know what they want and mm-hmm. they want to do it. Um, so, yes. So going back to, let's say, the, the, to the um, over the knee. So then they would go over my knee. Um, I, I don't believe the biscuits are out the room because biscuits don't fly out the room, do they? Come no. here, kneel. Come here and kneel. And then I ask, then I tell them to kiss the whip or mm-hmm. case or or my hand or whatever I'm using, whichever implement I'm using. Mm-hmm. They then they they are then positioned over my leg. And what I do is I lock my leg over them and mm-hmm. I hold them. I hold them in position so they are over my knee, but they are being held and cradled by me. Okay. Okay, so they cannot fall from my lap because my leg and mm-hmm. my other arm is keeping them safe. Okay. Okay. So then the the spanking begins. So so when you're doing an over knee spanking, you should aim for mm-hmm. own. There are very sensitive parts of the of the body, which should only be spanked very very lightly and very very minimally. So you should you should be aiming to have seventy to eighty percent of the spanking done on the meatiest part of the buttock. Okay. Okay. Um, um, if, if you want to be exceptionally cruel, like I am, um, you can move <laughs> down to the thighs. Okay. <laughs> uh, again, but this is all about consent. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about, we, we've discussed this with the person beforehand mm-hmm. and we've said, are there any as areas of the body that you don't want to be touched on? Are there any injuries? So uh, constantly adaptations are being made. Okay. Does that make sense for you? That does make sense, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, okay. Okay, uh, think... before we continue, let's take a quick break. I was going to okay. say that. I need to note take. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome back. Um, so I was actually having a question in my head in that break where you brought up the biscuits and I actually remember the scene that you went <laughs> tricks right where with one of your clients you put them in a hunger deprivation yes that's right yes 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 it's actually 24 hours um so he he we i obviously knew this chap um and he was like i just i he's like he i'm you know he 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 likes watching women eat and i have no problem with this i have no problem with being with being paid to eat um and but his thing was he wanted to be teased with the food and deprived okay he had um food deprivation as a as a kink um and to be humiliated with it as well was like part of the humiliation factor okay Okay. so so humiliation is very very common in bdsm Mm -hmm. it takes many many different forms um honestly almost anything you can think about anything you can think of can be used as humiliation it's impressive okay um so to so this guy so he wanted to be tied up and so i did i tied him um with rope um let him have little breaks every now and then where he was then around on a leash to prevent any form of blood clot forming um with okay. his hands still bound so there were regular little exercises that he went on he went on little walks around the house mm-hmm. with me um oh, but basically okay. I sat in yeah well you've got to be careful when you've got someone in a position for more than a few hours yeah. you have to be sensitive to the fact that their comfort and discomfort Mm-hmm. um discomfort is fine yeah pain mm-hmm. is fine it's, causing harm is harm not is different yeah especially with circulation and i'm guessing as well it's exactly with circulation now i don't know with in this particular scene i did not tie the bonds tightly because okay. mm-hmm. i needed him to have some freedom of movement yeah okay. and but i also know some people enough. also 
that some mm-hmm. people also have this thing of they don't want to be they want to be bound but they also want the freedom of being able to release themselves as well if a situation comes some if a situation comes along you can you can do knots that can be quick released mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, that, that's absolutely the case um but i mean the most important thing when working with rope is to have a decent pair of scissors that can cut through anything around. <laughs> no, I'm being totally serious yeah. because yeah. emergencies do happen. And mm. I'm yeah. sorry if I've got a really, really complex knot and complex rope and my submissive is in distress, I would rather <laughs> cut all the rope off of them yeah. than undo the knots and make them wait. The that, rope that, is yeah. unimportant. The person is important. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So that is the most important thing. So in this particular scenario, um, <laughs> he was actually bound with rope, bound very loosely with rope, um, with his hands bound behind his back. Every two hours, he was released from his bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he was okay. allowed to use the toilet. Um, he, was on, he was on a collar and leash the entire time, so very degrading. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then, you know, so I wanted to minimise any any um, medical harm that could come harm to him from staying in one position. Yeah. So yeah. Fair, I was insistent yeah. that every every two hours we are going to have a break. Every two hours we are going to walk around for 10 minutes. You are mm-hmm. going to take a comfort break. You are going to drink some water mm-hmm. and your water will have electrolytes in it. Because okay. I've got to be, I, I am responsible for my, for this person's health at this point. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you know, while it was incredibly good fun sitting mm-hmm. there eating my favourite cakes, hummingbird, or a thank you very much. Um, I, I, it was, it was incredibly good fun. I just sat there and ate everything I fancied that day, writing from going, "This is so good. Look at the way this ice cream is melting." <laughs> And sometimes I would like bring it right up to his nose. I'm like, can you smell that? Take a deep Uh, smell of it. Take a deep smell and know that you are not worthy. Oh, wow. You are not worthy of this. You are not (laughs) worthy of the food that I am eating. And it is your punishment to sit here and suffer while I eat it. And he's like, please, miss, please let me have a bite. And I can get shut up, I'm going to gag you. And that's part of the whole fun, you know. Um, it, he likes he likes the cruelty aspect very much. Okay. Mm. Um, and I like being cruel. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it it is. Ugh. What is it to me? That's that. That isn't arousal. Um, yeah. You know, so to ask, so I'm preempting a question. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that that is not arousal to me. That's just fun. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. That to me is fun. That's sadism, and I am a sadist first and foremost. I enjoy okay. causing pain in and humiliation in whatever form I can. I enjoy it immensely. And I don't necessarily get sexual satisfaction from that. I do with my partners. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we do other stuff as well. But, so it's a combination of a few things. Yes, it's a combination of things. But for me, BDSM is purely BDSM. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. See, it's not everything you said honestly sounded extremely hot and powerful but what I think I love the most is just how accepting and open you are about it because I know a lot of people are slightly skeptical or reserved about saying it but you're there like you know what I love it it is what it is and I love that why why lie to yourself is my question why lie to yourself that's why deny what you are yeah, and someone, what people someone, think is someone, society tells us to be a certain way when we don't have to be exactly. fixed into a bound. And I, and I have a lot of people mm-hmm. um, who have fairly strict religious backgrounds come to me mm-hmm. and say, is this a sin? And I'm like, do you really think 
that your creator God, because that's they are talking from an Abrahamic religion, um, okay. so Judeo Christian mm-hmm. um, type um, religions. Um, mm-hmm. Like, do you really think that your God is bothered how you get off? <laughs> yeah, because that's personal to you as well as as long as yeah. you're not causing any. Physical as long as no, as long as no harm is being caused, as long that as is. no permanent harm is caused, no temporary harm. Harm and hurt are two completely separate, separate yeah. things. Yeah. Harming someone is something you do irreparably. Yeah. Hurting someone is something that can be healed, and yeah. it is a skill. Learning how to break somebody's spirit learning how to break somebody down and then rebuild them yeah over the space of over the space of a couple of hours is Mm -hmm. an extremely rewarding and enlightening experience experience yeah because sometimes i mean break something down to get a better version of that exactly and it's not so much about getting a better version Mm -hmm. of them it's about making them feel more secure in themselves okay yeah and i do view bdsm as a form of therapy which is why my name is theratrix yeah i was actually gonna come to that and that's how that's why i'm called theratrix because it's a combination i am not a therapist let me make this very clear i am not a therapist (laughs) i am not i am not a therapist in any way shape or form okay what i am is an excellent dominant (laughs) who is very very good at picking out and teasing out somebody's innate desires and reenacting them in a safe and positive way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is what I do. I I love I love the name. I I think it's actually really cool. And that's something I did have. Um, so when I was obviously when we did our previous episode on kinks, um, everything that we came across in terms of certain kinks that I had a very strong no no to, I was like that is definitely not a no no for me. But I understand maybe psychologically this helps them, or you know I can under try and see the reasoning as to why this would you know turn somebody on. So would you say that that is a very big factor that plays into the kinks that people have because for them it's more a psychological thing that's a tough question because <laughs> you, you can't you can't really blanket term it like that okay okay for some people it will be psychological for some mm-hmm. people it will be purely a physical release okay. um for some mm. people it will be a mixture of both um right. it is as individual as individuals are Okay. And the key to it is being open. Okay. Just be open and don't reject things out of hand just because they don't tickle your fancy straight away. You have okay. you have absolute liberty to say no, I'm not doing that. Whether you are submissive, whether you are dominant, no matter what, you have complete liberty or switch because mm-hmm. of course switches exist. Despite the fact yeah. that people say they don't, they do. I know many, <laughs> many switches who are very good submissives and are very, very good dominants. Good dominance, so also, yeah. you know, they're very, very good. The, um, switches are kind of, I like playing with switches because they like, because they tend to be a bit bratty. Because um, <laughs> they're like, because they're like, am I going to try and dom you? I'm like, yeah, you can try. You can try, but it's not going to happen. You can try. You can try. <laughs> It's cute. You think you can try? Um, that being said, that being said, even that being said, if if it happened that someone wanted to dominate me and I was up for it, it would happen. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's kind yeah. of shocking, hasn't it? Because yeah. it's about being open to experience. Now, yeah. one thing I'll yeah. also tell you that may shock you, but is common practice. Every mm-hmm. single implement, every single thing that is used on a submissive is used on me first. Okay, okay. yeah. That one I knew. Cause, yeah. Cause I've known you for I've told quite you. a while. And, yeah, <laughs> I've known you for quite a while and we've come across that. But I've not actually known someone else as in 
someone else to actually dominate you in a certain way like unless you're trying to explore it and try it out yourself first I didn't realize that okay no if someone could if someone could yeah. and wanted to try it um I'd be up to trying it I doubt they could <laughs> because um I... many men I will be honest many many people have tried and it's kind of like you're cute get over my knee now <laughs> <laughs> See, I ended last week's episode by saying it's going to take a very strong woman or a person to dominate Jax. And I think I'm going to say the same for you. It's going to take a very strong person to do that to you. I I, I honestly don't know if that person exists. It's almost like throwing <laughs> down a gauntlet, isn't it? Um, I'm not going to, but I'm not saying the possibility doesn't exist, is yeah. what I'm saying. You know it's what like, they say. <laughs> I, this is what I'm saying. When I said be open to experiences, I am open to that experience. If it ever comes along and is comfortable for me, I'll do it. So, you know, you've obviously said be open um, to it. And I completely get it. Like in in the previous episode, I I was like, okay, I wouldn't, I I don't think this works for me, but I'd probably try it, but I know it wouldn't work. But there Mm -hmm. was one particular kink that has Mm -hmm. not left me like traumatized, but it has, it has left an impression. And I want to know what your thoughts are on it, because I do not see the reasoning whatsoever behind it, but it was tentacles. Have you come across? Oh, tentacle porn. Okay, yeah, I know tentacles. I know, I know, I actually know quite a few people who made (laughs) tentacle videos for like, um, there's a, there's a festival called, there was, or at least, I don't know, is it still going? The DIY, the Whatever World DIY Porn Film Festival. And um, there you go. Um, Plug, plug whatever world, because they're, they're <laughs> why not? Like a load of people. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they do a film festival, and the amazing um, Teresa, um, who mm-hmm. I think she's nearly finished her PhD now. She is okay. um, studying. She's studying film, and mm-hmm. um, she she helps curate um, that every year. And you know, it's sold out every year. Um, and it's, you know, one of the most successful films that mm-hmm. was ever done, was that was ever seen, was filmed on an iPhone 5. Oh, wow. Entirely. Okay. Entirely filmed and edited on an iPhone 5. Wow. Technology. I know, I know. So, but going back to your question about tentacle porn. So, tentacles, you know... There's a real <laughs> emergence of alien porn coming out at the moment, which is coming okay. out of like the horror fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's not your thing, it's just not your thing. Yeah. Because okay. I personally have There's a thing. Like, there's so, so, well, it, so, 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 hentai and, um, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, well, it's, um, which is a you bit know, like, what you just mentioned, yeah. Yeah, and hen two and hen tie are two completely different things, obviously. Yeah. Ooh, oh, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> we learn and, every day. And so, yeah, um, but yeah, the whole like tentacle thing, you know, my the ethos is your kink <laughs> is not my kink, but it's okay. See, that's what I, that's exactly what I was trying to say. I was like, it's not, it, it doesn't work for me, but if it, if, if it works for somebody else, I, I suppose I can try and see. No, not even, even if... not even suppose. It's not my king, but it's okay. It's that's all you have I, to do. It's okay, true. but it's okay. Think... That's all you have to do, just to accept that some people will have that king and you yeah. don't have to participate. I think for yeah. me it's more I just I try I, I I'm the kind of person I want to see that okay why does this actually work for this person and you'll have not to ask that person yeah yeah because it will be as individual the... to the person yeah. I mean tentacle tentacles aren't a big thing or even a really a thing for me although I do find hentai I find hentu and hentai really really quite amusing in a lot okay. of ways mm-hmm. i i find the monster stuff quite amusing mm-hmm. um in a lot of ways um i you know some of it i find like uh that is quite gross and quite uh um that's a bit that's a bit much even for me um <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but it's always not my kink but it's okay it's yeah. not harming anyone. If so, it's a cartoon, especially, what yeah. harm can it do? Mm. That's yeah. true. 
So, you know, then I wanted to know, because obviously you're very accepting and open and embracing about all of this, mm-hmm. but what is your, like, the one that's a definite no for you then? Because surely there's got to be something. Let me just think. Hang on a second. Because <laughs> I think Going with me, we came to the conclusion that technicals the, the one for me. Thing, <laughs> the only thing that I would never, ever, 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 ever do Mm-hmm. is harm somebody in a permanent way okay yeah so i have had people come to me and ask me to make them a eunuch for instance okay they want me to cut off their penis and testicles Which now i am not a medical i am not a medical professional yeah. i am not qualified mm-hmm. to do that if i did that i would mm-hmm. be prosecuted yeah. and rightly for so sure. yeah yes yeah um and it's also the... something that you need to be thinking well in advance as it, it like you said, it's but permanent. Even that so. is the psychological aspect, you know? Yeah, that, for, that's a massive someone, responsibility. Exactly, but it's also the psychological aspect of that. I yeah. can make someone's dream come true for 30 minutes by pretending I've done something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can I can do the prep work as if it was going to be, and <laughs> but there will be a very, very clear, I am not going to cut this off. This is all pretend. Yeah. sure yeah um you know but i will make it as realistic as it's possibly happening and i will even say things like forget what i said earlier i'm really cutting it off but they know yeah. they know it's not full really. well that it's not really happening yeah. yeah and you know i will make that i will make a dream and a fantasy a reality as much as possible Mm-hmm. But if that involves removing something, if that involves doing something that is likely that I think mm-hmm. is likely to psychologically or physically harm someone, mm-hmm. then I won't do it. It is that simple. And that is why I always have a minimum of a two hour session because I will yeah. speak to someone for an hour beforehand because within an hour I can usually tell mm-hmm. if someone is psychologically fit to go through what you're asking Mm. because i'm guessing some people will be scared at first but they are more like stable out of mind but from seeing them like let's say a client comes to you they're very scared and they're like really worried at the beginning stages but how do you tell if someone's actually been okay with it and they just have that nervousness at the beginning to so that's that's when that's when the real me comes out that would be me talking like this i'd be like it's like talk to me talk to me about your fears tell me what your fears are let's sit down let's have a cup of tea let's pretend i'm not wearing head-to-toe latex Mm -hmm. and let's sit down have a cup of tea and never have a biscuit so that your Mm -hmm. blood sugar is okay um Mm -hmm. and that you're not feeling faint um if you need to go and be sick the bathroom is over there um Mm -hmm. you know let's talk about this um and you know because mm. you do have yeah. I have only I have only ever I've turned I've turned people I've turned people away after after the hour and mm-hmm. given them their money back and said I'm really sorry I feel that if I do this to you it will cause you irreparable damage and harm yeah. okay. I'm not willing to do this but they could just get their money back in full I just consider it an hour of my time yeah. that's it yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd far rather that longer run, I'm guessing. Well, well, it's not only saved me time in the longer run, it's saving men because um, I yeah. will then be able to point them towards um, a therapist so, who is yeah. actually a therapist who is specialized mm. in mm-hmm. dealing with um, BDSM and can actually help them and tell me whether mm-hmm. that person is psychologically viable to go through X. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay. See, I think so. that's like something so intimate and so respectful as well, because I know that a lot of people would have just gone through with it and, you know, done what they're getting paid to do kind of thing. Because I know that is a growing thing at the moment around us. It is. It is very, yeah. very much. It is very much like it, like people just like, I want this bang, pay, done. No. Yeah. I, I work from a totally different ethos. I'm very yeah. old school um old old god old god i would call my <laughs> i'm really giving my age away now <laughs> hey it should be god that's the main thing. 
um but um yes it's um very very much it's 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 almost a sacred experience it is sure, it, it yeah. sounds it because i can only to imagine me, how intimate experience. that is to share to to share your soul yeah and i do and i do use the word soul mm-hmm. in this aspect to show to show somebody your in vulnerabilities yeah people literally roll over and show, show me their belly yeah <laughs> yeah you know that is literally how i see it people yeah. are giving me their most tender sensitive sides to give them what they need it just so happens that a i enjoy doing it and b i'm bloody good at it so <laughs> yeah Hey. To be honest, it's not just in a professional aspect like even like when I first met you I think the second time I met you we already felt comfortable in talking and stuff we obviously met for different reasons yes <laughs> but uh it was <laughs> but yeah so like within like I think half an hour just speaking to you you were able oh, to I had, you, I had you pegged I had you pegged <laughs> yeah hour. like it was hilarious <laughs> yeah because this was the like, shock on your face the shock on your yeah. face when I said you're into this, this and yeah. you're like because no one had ever really guessed really or... specific and i'm like yeah no, but i'm good see yeah, i'm very point... i'm so curious at this point can, can, can she tell me no maybe oh, message I'm, me, I'm maybe message me. no <laughs> i'm no yeah. No, we'll leave I'm not disclosing that because <laughs> that is that really is a conversation I know. That happened between us. <laughs> and that's between us. And that doesn't go any further. But no, but it was just how you came thing. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just that um, I, I knew I knew what you were when I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. And we've just, just like grown from I quite there. often like, say quite... it happens a lot though. Yeah. It happens at that a point, lot. even certain things that I had not realized about myself. And now thinking back at it, I'm like, wow, yeah. Like I've definitely <laughs> done all of these now, which have experienced, like made me experience it as well. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. See, so then for me, like obviously Quite this confidentiality and confidentiality <laughs> is obviously a really big thing for me, just yeah. so you're aware. Um, no, it, you know, there be. is a, there is a well, of course it should be, but there's also a general yeah. scene rule. Yeah. We don't out people. Yeah. yeah. We do not out people. It's that simple. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's personal to them. If they wish to do, I'm guessing is different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm 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 known, all my friends know, all my family knows. They all yeah. think it's bloody hilarious. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> See, like that's that's important, obviously, because you've had um accepting people around you and stuff, but obviously with this kind of thing, for some people it can be very uncomfortable or like a bit not cringe or awkward as as our show's name is um so when have you been in a situation like that when you've had to I've cut ties with some family members who had a very derogatory view of what I was doing um I sat down and spoke with them and said Mm -hmm. this is what this is actually I think you actually need to understand what I am doing Mm -hmm. before you make this judgment um it didn't pan out for whatever reason um but then again I've always been the black sheep of the family so (laughs) that didn't really bother me in the slightest so Mm. I'm not I am no longer welcome at family reunions but hey not a problem for me but at the same time you've made your own family as well of but this is it I've got my own family I have my own family my I mean I'm polyamorous but my husband is my family my friends Mm -hmm. and my partners are my family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I have I have someone who I call my adoptive mother, um, because she is because I have no contact with my birth family at all anymore. Yeah, and that is beautiful that you have found the people around you to you know give you that. Comfort they are my you, people. Yeah, you you find your people, but you know you mentioned polyamory literally like yes. a second ago, and I had a very um, intriguing well a question that I was curious about. So you know there is a misconception perhaps that people who are monogamous. No, such a misconception are, about poly. Are, yeah, so you know with monogamy, there's the there's the misconception that they're not very kinky, or with poly, um, polygamy, there is the misconception that they're very kinky. Is 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 that true? <laughs> not true. I the laugh already. It's just not, to give the answers already. 
<laughs> it's just like seriously i mean are we going to really peg people into that into that into yeah some ties of restriction or what's look mm-hmm. some people are kinky some people are not some people are poly some people are not some people are both some people are not mm-hmm. they are two very different things now group sex and voyeurism and exhibitionism mm-hmm. and cuckolding Mm-hmm. can come under kind of like a swinging kind of definition mm-hmm. but it's not i mean from my point of view it's not necessarily bdsm okay okay mm-hmm. not necessarily there are certain it will depend I'm guessing as there well. are certain aspects it will depend on each person's viewpoint how they do it where they do it who they do it with and as i said before um I describe myself as a dominatrix. I do not do sex. If an escort wants to do domination and sex, I describe them as an escort. There is no right or wrong way. Mm -hmm. But my personal preference and my preference is I do not have sex with my clients. And that is a dominatrix, not an escort. Okay. Huh. But yeah, so the polyamory thing, it's you can be kinky or you cannot. Mm-hmm. You can be monogamous and kinky or not. Okay. It's just like there, it's just like just like there, like there are as many different personalities in the world. There are as many different itinerations mm-hmm. of um kink, BDSM, polyamory, um asexuality. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're forgetting yeah. people who are asexual who also yeah. enjoy BDSM mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not necessarily a sexual thing for them. Yeah, because they are asexual. Mm-hmm. you know they just like being spanked about a bit or humiliated or something like that yeah that's true yeah that's fair so yeah. what i will say is my as my kind of like end end of um mm-hmm. it is as diverse as the people on this planet okay yeah that was beautifully put <laughs> thank you <laughs> much like everything else (laughs) just well yes and that's the point you know and there may be certain aspects of things that you don't enjoy but the watchwords are your kink is not my kink but it's okay yeah that's i think that's going to be the tagline of our of our episode (laughs) 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 well i'm really pleased to have um kept to have enlightened you a little and i'm really proud and honored to be the first guest on your show i have truly been enlightened and was exactly it was so grateful and i will most certainly be getting in touch after this because you're more than welcome to (laughs) um i suppose we could also i mean if you wanted to i will give you um if if hey if you want to keep this in or not um there's an email address that people can write to me at you can put that and oh, they can yeah, watch me out with questions and I'll give you that email address to um for people to um contact me with at the bottom. Oh, do you want to say yeah. it now? Or do you no, wanna... because I don't because okay. no, because I don't okay. know which email I'm gonna use yet. Okay. <laughs> that's, fine. that's okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fine. I may cool. set up a dedicated one specifically for this. Oh, so, um, so, so our listeners yes. get an exclusive email set up potentially. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. That is what I may well end up. Well, Theratrix, thank you so much for, for giving us your time and just your knowledge. It, it has been appreciated. It's my pleasure. And it's been perfect. Okay, shall we end it with our socials so that people can ask questions even to us yes. and then we can put forward <laughs> to Theratrix as well? so if you have any questions if you've um let us know how you found you know today's episodes and you know the drill jack's socials so the socials we are on instagram igd tv spotify uh-huh. uh google Podcasts, anchor we're actually on apple Podcasts now as that's now sorted as well as cast and a few other smaller podcast stream yeah so you make sure you're following us on our instagram account hashtag oita awkward and you will find this episode and everything else you need from it on that so yeah thank you so much the next episode (laughs) you are listening to okay is this awkward? awkward 